Hey friends, it's Bill and Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see you there. there. Hey, my name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. It's time for the return of our hit series where we discuss every attraction in one single theme park and determine whether it's magical or tragical. Next up, Universal Studios Florida. Let's, Let's hop, hop to, to it. It's time. Time for another episode of Magical or Tragical. It has been <laughs> five, count it five, long months since we last did one of our infamous Magical <laughs> or Tragical episodes. I'm really excited about this one. This is also our very first Magical or Tragical episode that, if I'm, if I'm correct, that people are able to watch in person. Yeah. Uh, if you're part of our Patreon, first off, thank you for being a patron. I'm waving at you right now. But you're going to be able to watch the faces that we make at each other. Us shake our fists at each other. Us mean mug each other. And us Me giving the finger to Danny. <laughs> and you can't see it because of my gigantic water bottle. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, uh, this is the I first... I wasn't actually doing it. No, he wasn't. I like her too much. Oh, that's why I asked, you asked me to marry you? I did do that. <laughs> We've ever spoken about that? I think so. <laughs> uh, but this is the first time we've recorded this, so I'm kind of curious how it looks. Yeah. So enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> People usually don't see the faces we're, we're gonna, making at each other. <laughs> we're going to wholeheartedly disagree or agree with each other on most of these. So it should be fun. Uh, we also haven't done this kind of episode in a while because we are starting to wind down on the parks that we have available to do this with. Yeah. Prior episodes, we had done uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios and Epcot. And then over at Universal, we have done a uh, an Islands of Adventure episode. So instead of doing the next one at Disney, which is Magic Kingdom, which we'll, we definitely will do down the road, um, probably after Tron officially opens, um, we decided that we were going to go back up I-4 and hit Universal's uh, Universal Studios side in this episode. Yeah, and we do still have other parks. Uh, we have SeaWorld. We'd like to visit Legoland. Yeah. We'd like to uh, visit Aquatica. For Bush sure. Gardens. But but one of the prerequisites for an episode like this is that we want to make sure we've done everything. Right. To be able to decide whether it is magical or tragical, this like we always true. say. Yeah. So um, there's a couple of those parks where we literally haven't done everything. So we're going to kind of hold off on those until we've done everything. But this universal 
uh, Orlando Resort Universal Studios Florida side, uh, we have done everything that we have listed here. And we have all the rides that they have on that side, plus the shows. And then we might mention a couple other things at the very end that we just want to say, hey, you know, you're listening to this for advice, whether we think a ride is good, a ride is not great. Um, so we give you some recommendations at the end as well. So if this is the first time that you are tuning into Magical or Tragical, this has nothing to do with the official parks. This is our opinion. This is the way we feel about it. Yeah. And this is just the way we feel about it at this point in time. That's the truth. Sometimes, every once in a while... Your headphone thing is rubbing against the microphone. Oh, no. (laughs) It's making noises. Oh, I'm sorry. It's making music. There we go. There we go. I kept hearing like, wah, wah, wah. I was like, what is that? <laughs> it was we have me. an animal? It was, we do have an animal, but he doesn't, <laughs> make, he doesn't make that sound. Yeah. <laughs> if Simba started making, rah, 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 wah, wah, wah. Bear to the bone. <laughs> He's like, I think that's magical. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> Tragical. From wah, wah. Ball. <laughs> that's what it does sound like. <laughs> Well, again, if this is the first episode you are either listening to or watching, again, if you would like to watch this, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Everyone who uh, supports us that way, we love you. It all goes a very, very long way in our growth. Yes. Um, Or if you're listening, which again, we appreciate every listen, every review, every like, comment, subscribe, all of that matters. So thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you. If this is your first time here, as I was saying, uh, again, this is just the way we feel about it at this point in time. These are solely our opinions and our opinions only. They do not reflect um, any sort of opinion that the uh, the parks have or any sort of um, you know official opinion outside of ours. So these are our honest opinions on each attraction, each show, and what we you know kind of feel about them. So just wanted to kind of get that out there. This does not represent anything um, that has to do with the parks itself. Yes, this is true. So we're going to jump right into this. Uh, we are going to be uh, going from starting at the entrance and then working our way clockwise Correct. through yes. the we're, park. We're going to start at the entrance, uh, head down New York into San Francisco, and then all the way around to Hollywood and wrapping back up at the entrance slash exit. Um, but what do you say? You want to get started? I do. I'm trying to pull up our very first uh, ride so that we can go ahead and... The official descriptions. Yeah, the official that. descriptions. Again, it's been a minute since we, we did this and we can explain it, but I think sometimes the parks do a excellent job of explaining it in their own words. No, I mean, that's a good call on your part. I, I'm going to pull that up here myself just to make sure we have everything that we need to reference and i just opened the disney app so that's not going to work out that's not going to work out (laughs) Um, all right so let's open the universal florida app Um, again we are doing the universal orlando resort universal studios florida side not islands of adventure if you want to hear islands of adventure takes from us we have done a uh, magical or tragical for islands of adventure prior to this just scroll back a little bit further back in our podcast feed all right so as we get into this we are going to take turns back and forth uh telling you what we think if it's magical or if it's tragical and also why we feel like that right so some of it might be factual some of it may just be satisfactory <laughs> the way Zip that we video. feel oh, i can't sing that anymore. nope can't say that <sighs> uh 
Uh, and also, wrong park. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Ew, wrong park. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get to Jimmy Fallon we'll get, in a We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So our first stop on our magical and tragical tour is Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Join Gru, his daughters, and the mischievous minions on an unpredictable ride. In Gru's latest scheme, you'll become an actual minion. It's heartwarming and humorous family fun for everyone. Yes. So this is, um, I'm not even sure how you would classify this. It, it is a ride for most people, I think, because there are actually seats that are stationary. So what you are in is this giant theater, essentially, where you're on benches that seat up to four each, and you are on a uh, kind of a 4D adventure with the minions, the gorals, as as Gru would say, <laughs> and uh, Gru himself and all the other, you know, maniacs from Despicable Me franchises. Um, but you are basically being taken through um, a very fun ride alongside Gru as the girls are basically planning to uh, give him a present, I believe it was for his birthday. Yes. Um, and so... You're going through, and it's it's a non-3D adventure, which is kind of unusual for Universal. Um, they do rely on screens in 3D a lot, but one of the parts that I appreciate the most about this ride is the fact that it's not 3D. Yes. Um, the video and the movement of your ride, quote-unquote, vehicles is very fluid. Um, it actually uh, used to be Jimmy Neutron's uh Wild Adventure or something. I forget what it was I, called. I never went on that. Um, but this is what took its place when Jimmy Neutron uh, left Universal Studios. But I really do enjoy this ride. The only thing that I really have to say bad about it is that it's an incredibly slow load. So the wait time is always crazy high. It is always over an hour. I don't think I've ever seen this ride under an hour. Um, A, because, like I said, slow load. And B, it's the first thing you run into when you walk into Universal. So I feel like a lot of people end up going there first. Uh, so depending on what time of day, maybe the wait time fluctuates. But I do find that this wait time is always really high. And I almost never ride it unless I am on an express after four or something like that with our sure. premier pass. So, um, but because that's the only negative thing that I really do have to say about it, I'm going to vote magical for Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Well, I'm going to have to agree, agree with you, fiancé. You're going to agree with me? I'm going to agree with you, Girls. fiancé. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think this ride is very, very fun. I love that like, basically anybody can ride it. I don't love that the wait times are usually so it's long. It's crazy, yeah. But it's so, the ride is so much fun, and... I do think that it is very funny. It and is funny, yes. It it's honestly because Minions has been around for or Despicable Me, I guess, has been around yeah. for so long at this point. It almost has that nostalgic feeling. Like when you go on after you get off the ride, you definitely kind of feel like, oh, that was fun, and it kind of puts you in a good mood. And so even though it's not gonna be, you know, the most thrilling of rides at Universal. Uh, I'm definitely gonna go with magical. Uh, I, I don't. I don't have any complaints about that. Yeah. Other, other than like I said, the the wait time and it's really hard to 
completely judge on that because I do think they made changes when they built Jimmy Fallon, sure. but which we'll get into later. The other reason I want to give it a little extra magical is because usually when you leave, there's usually a minion dancing. Yeah, right there's like outside. a minion dance party in yeah. like the exit queue. Yeah. It's so much fun. And I'm always like, oh. And then usually I like walk by and I'm like, yay. And then I'm like, oh. I'm the only one dancing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very cute. There's all kinds of fun, childish antics. There's a fart gun in the queue. Like fart gun. it's just super fun. Um, so I'm voting magical. You're voting magical. So it sounds like we agree on that one. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So moving down towards towards the New York section, we are going to hit um, a very controversial option. Um, in Universal Studios Florida, and that is Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. And Danny, you want to go with the uh, official description of said ride? I sure do. <laughs> Adrenaline pumping and music thumping. You start climbing straight up. A moment later, you're screaming at 65 miles per hour, 17 stories over Universal Studios Florida. Loose articles are not permitted. Free lockers are available during a visit to this ride. <laughs> what on earth was that voice? It's my Rip Ride Rocket voice. Wow. I don't have a deep voice, so that's the best I could do. That was something. You sounded like uh, in Beetlejuice the Musical, which we uh, which we often reference when um, uh, what's her name uh, Barbara is like oh this oh that's exactly what it sounded like. Oh my god, you won't get that reference unless you like Beetlejuice I the hope, Musical. Yeah, you should check it out. It's wonderful. But, um, um, I did my best. Yeah, <laughs> this is a ride for what sure. A ride rocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want me to go first? I'll go first for okay, this you one. You go ahead. Uh, the first time I went on this ride, can I talk about this area for real quick? You, you tell the podcast listeners what area you're pointing. I'm to. talking about your, your, my your upper chest. my upper lady area. The reason I'm saying that is because the one of the first times I rode this ride, uh, I went on and I was like, this is going to be really cool. When it goes straight up, it almost tilts you backwards. And I swear, like, I'm larger chested. And I swear my boobs almost covered my face. Like, <laughs> it felt like that at least. Okay. When I saw the video, it, it definitely wasn't. But I could feel like that they were like, it's like when you were going upside down. Sure. And it felt really weird. Then... <laughs> Going on that ride, I just did not like the the feeling of it. I don't know. It just, it it feels like, it, it gives me the vibes of this ride that used to be at uh, Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. Okay. The original Rattler. And it kind of, that ride was fun when I was a teenager because it felt like I could potentially be in a, roller coaster accident by just falling apart and that's how i feel about rip ride rocket sure i feel like it could fall apart at any point <sighs> and that was fun when i was a teenager but i'm 36 now and that doesn't seem like the way i want to go <laughs> especially now sure we have a son at home yes simba needs us yes and so every time somebody's like i'm gonna ride rip ride rocket <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna stay on the ground see you afterward 
so man. tragical. It's going to be tragical for me. Yeah. Tragical for me. Uh, for the longest time, I had did not ride roller coasters. I was a gigantic wimp when it came to roller coasters and a, and a fun story a little bit later on in this episode. <laughs> but um, Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, I waited to go on this for a long time just because looking at it, I thought it looked kind of old and ugly and just didn't look like the safest ride. And you know, it is safe. There's no doubting that. You oh, know, yeah. We're not of course you know, it's crapping safe. on Universal or anything like that. But it just it doesn't look like a well maintained coaster, if you know what I mean, like the colors and just like all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so I finally went on it. I I conjured it look up new is yeah, what you mean. I conjured up the guts to go on, and that initial climb when your back is literally parallel to the ground, uh, it really does feel like you're falling out of the top of the ride vehicle. And if you're a female with a larger chest, it feels yeah. like. That's not me, but, but yes. I know, but that's how I felt. Yeah. So when you're climbing up and then finally you you kind of tilt over and then you were on top of the ride for a few seconds before the first major drop. And the, I don't want sensation is not the, re, the word that I'm looking for because I'm looking for a term that's not inappropriate. But when we first went down that first hill and the roughness of the coaster and the airtime that I got. Um, you're talking about your upper lady regions. <laughs> My lower male regions were getting smushed. I remember because you were yelling about the it way, to me. <laughs> the way that the seat is built, basically like there's this giant bump that goes in between your legs. And as a male, we won't dive into it, there's things that don't feel good when you bump into things. Mm -hmm. And so when we when I first got on there, the first drop, it hurt like a mofo. And the rest of the ride was miserable. <laughs> I pulled I the I pulled the restraint because the restraint is kind of like a door almost that yeah. pulls across. It's it's like a chest restraint, mm -hmm. but it pulls across almost like a door. And I was so nervous getting on that, I pulled it way too tight <laughs> to the point where I couldn't move or breathe. It's not funny, but and it's, so, in hindsight, it's funny. So, A, I couldn't move. B, I couldn't breathe. And C, there was no way for me to adjust to prevent that bump that I referenced to not be crushing me. Right. And so, it was a straight up miserable first ride for me. Um, <laughs> It, there's lots of airtime um, on the 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 ups and downs of the ride. It actually does not go upside down as as much as it looks like it does. It's actually kind of like a corkscrew where you end up on top of the ride rather than in an inversion. Sure. So you actually never go upside down on Rip Ride Rocket, which I found interesting the first time that I heard that, and then I I looked at it and was like, oh yeah, I guess you don't. Yeah. Um, it's not. A rough ride. It's not a smooth ride. It is a rough ride. I like to call it Rip Ride Rough It. Um, <laughs> and it is just not the best coaster ever invented. The only saving grace that this coaster has is the option to listen to music while you ride your ride. Sure. And there are some great selections that you can do um, that you can press as you're climbing. Um, but there's also um, a hidden menu that a lot of people don't know about. You can actually menu. find the hidden music menu on some websites out there. It's out there, trust me. Universal doesn't really tell you about it because there are some songs that 
they don't own or license or anything like that. Ah, okay. Um, so usually the default for me when I ride it is uh, Kickstart My Heart from Motley Crue because that ride that song fits the ride so well. But there was one time where I discovered on the hidden menu that there is an option to play Rainbow Connection while you, while uh. you ride that ride. So riding this intense, painful coaster, listening to, why are there so many? <laughs> it was just hilarious. And it made the ride that much better. But overall, um, not a fan. I only go on it um, if I'm with people that really want to go on it. Otherwise, I will not touch it. So therefore, it is a big capital T tragical for me. You know what my favorite song on that ride is? What? The the sound of me eating a snack in my <laughs> ears while I'm standing on the ground and sure. waiting for people to get off the ride. That's my favorite song yeah. on Rip Ride Rocket. I got gotcha. you. The crunch of a churro in my <laughs> ears. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. So we agreed on that one, too. All right. Well... Tragical for Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Ooh, yeah. I do that you're totally right. That's Rip Ride Rocket. Oh man, that's so much Are better. You ready to get your junk crushed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my basketballs. Oh, <laughs> uh, this ride is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't. No, we gotta move on. We gotta stop. We gotta, we gotta stop. Well, speaking of that voice, we're gonna keep going around uh, the Universal Studios Florida side, and we're gonna end up at Transformers: The Ride 3D. And so we are going to board our Nest vehicle, and that is an acronym, um, and join Optimus Prime and Bumblebee to help save mankind. You'll fight to keep the AllSpark out of Megatron's hands in an explosive battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons. Wow. Yeah, that's cool, right? I'm probably going to lose my voice tomorrow for Autobots my Autobots horrible... roll out. <laughs> <laughs> my horrible impression, I'm going to lose my voice. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first for this okay. one. I really like this ride. Um if you have not listened to our prior episode on uh, the Islands of Adventure side, uh, the may, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man is a ride on that side. And Transformers The Ride 3D actually utilizes the same exact ride system as the Spider-Man ride. Um, however, there was one big difference. On the Spider-Man, there is a simulated elevator where you don't actually go up or down, whereas on the Transformers ride, there is, there is an actual elevator where you do actually go up and down, ah. which is kind of cool, a cool little you know tidbit. Um, Factoid. So, But the Transformers ride is actually a little bit more intense than the Spider-Man ride. You kind of bounce around a lot more um, in your the Transformers version of the Scoop vehicle. Um there is a lot more fall, like virtual falling and crashing and effects that go on in this ride, which makes it more fun for me. I really do enjoy this ride very much. And I do like the, the original Transformer movies with Shia LaBeouf. Um, those ones were really good. Um, but as the Transformers uh, movie franchise went along, I kind of fell off of it when it started getting into like the Mark Wahlberg versions. You know, I never really watched any of those. Yeah, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's in uh, Transformers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has a little teddy bear named Ted. I don't know. I've never seen any of the movies. Really? Oh, we got to watch the Shia LaBeouf ones. They're really good. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. They're good. Megan Fox. Yeah. Yes. Back when she was like 
not the, dating Machine Gun Kelly. The, the it girl. <laughs> well, I was gonna say no. They broke up. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just I saw it randomly. But yes, I, I back when she was like the it girl. I just remember seeing that they were like the New Day, uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton and. Uh, Angelina Jolie were like yeah. they wore each other's blood or something. No, so she had an engagement ring on that was like made kind of like you know, like when you go over um like when you leave a parking lot and there's spikes uh-huh. and if you go backwards it'll pop your tires. Uh-huh. My understanding is she had an engagement ring that if she took it off, it would like slice her finger. What? <laughs> I know. That's, gross. That's why people are so freaked out about it. Ew. And everybody they broke up and everybody's like so what happened to her finger? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yes, Megan Fox. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have to look that. I'm I'm not really sure. But yes, I, I've never seen those movies, and I would like to. But you also don't have to see the movies to to ride the movies. Oh, oh that's the old Universal tagline: see the movies, ride the movies. Oh hey hey hey. hey. Um, but yes, uh, Transformers. I really do enjoy this ride very very much. I don't go on it very often because the wait time is generally pretty pretty long. Um, and it is a little bit of a slow-moving queue. Um, the wait time is significantly longer than the Spider-Man ride, so I usually end up going on that instead because it's essentially the same experience with a little less intensity. But um, overall, I really do like the ride, and the um, they have a meet-and-greet outside with the Transformers. Which, which is, is so cool. So cool. You can meet Bumblebee, and he talks to you in song, and then you can meet Megatron, and he's uh, just so mean and nasty and you can be optimus prime it's 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 so cool to to see these transformers and, and some of them are like 10 to 15 feet tall which is so cool um amazing experience well done by universal so i'm gonna give transformers the ride 3d a big old magical all right all right so that's that's interesting to hear. Because uh, I know your opinion is going to differ a little bit. My opinion is going to differ only because, uh, well, first off, I agree with you. I believe that Transformers, uh, the ride, is a lot rougher, but it's almost like jerkier sure. than Spider-Man, where Spider-Man has a lot of quick movements that are smooth, as if you're flying with Spider-Man. Right. This is as though like a car was, you know... Yeah. Like you're getting into car accidents, basically. <laughs> yeah. If you're not ready for this, it prepare for it to bounce you around. So for me personally, uh, I feel like sometimes when I go on rides, uh, I have like an old injury I have from uh, like a long time ago. And every once in a while, some of those movements will just like tweak it barely and like have my muscle, my the muscle in my neck hurt. And it's just this muscle that goes from like the, like the back of my neck to my back, and it's only if something like something jerks me. Sure. Uh, I'm always concerned with that ride that that's going to happen, just because it is kind of rough, and it's not like a smooth. Like I love a I love a ride that's like intense, but more controlled in its intensity. So uh, I also usually when I'm on there. I can hear myself thinking like, wow, this ride is like really bouncy and really rough. Like I always get that thought in the back of my head. Uh, And like I said, it could just kind of makes your head like bobble almost and the rest of your body bobble. Uh, And for that, I'm just going to say tragical because I could take or leave this ride. Uh, For me, I much more prefer the spider-man ride 
and I I enjoy that one much more. But I do think that the the Transformers ride is fun. It's just not for you. If they replaced it, I'd be like, oh no. Yeah, no. I mean, that's totally fine. I that's mean, so your, sad. your opinions are your opinions. My opinions are my opinions, and we each have one. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's it, it's totally fine to not like a ride. I mean, if I never get another car like crash yeah. on a ride, right. then cool. Right. Like, I, I just, it, again, it, the way that I also feel is if, if I like the ride, but if they ever replace it, I'd be like, you know, indifferent to it. Right. Sometimes I'm going to have to lean towards tragical for that one. Sure. But, all right, so that is the first one that we... Uh, we went opposite sides on magical for Bill and tragical for Danny. All right. So next ride that we are going to be going on is race through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. You want to read the description? Sure. Take the show for a ride. Experience the history and fun of the tonight show in studio six B send a thank you note at the interactive desks. See hashtag the panda and enjoy a hip hop barbershop performance by the ragtime gals. Then join Jimmy Fallon and all your favorite characters from the tonight show in a fun filled race through below and above New York city. All right. So I'll go first with this one. Yeah, go for it. But before I tell you how I'm feeling about this one, I do want to preface this uh, to our audience. Everybody out there, out there in park hopper land let you guys know we've actually gotten to attend the jimmy fallon show we have yeah we went through a live taping of the jimmy fallon show i believe it was in 2018 when we went to that and uh, it was really fun and we got to see some really fun guests we saw lily tomlin and jane fonda who are the stars of grace and frankie we saw uh walk the moon dylan or cole sprouse i don't remember which one it was it was one of zach and cody it was one of them (laughs) i think it was cole um or the kid from big daddy i'm pretty sure it was cole cole sprouse Mm -hmm. okay and then like you said walk the moon was the uh one foot in front of the other was the musical guest so that was a really really cool experience but getting to go in the rockefeller center you know 30 rock the building itself and walk through the lobbies and see what those those looked like in the waiting area before we go into the actual studio it was really cool to see that, and Danny's going to tell you exactly why it's really cool to see that prior to going on this ride. Yeah, so uh, when you get to go on this ride, so now we're back at Universal Studios. Correct. As soon as you walk in, the actual building looks almost identical to the uh, the actual building yeah, the, and the everything interior. around you. Yeah, yeah, the interior. So I think that there's something about that that's very shocking when you first walk in that you're like, especially if you've been there, uh, you, you normally don't have hashtag the panda walking around and <laughs> right. you, you do get to see that. And there's not lines quite the way that uh, there are at Universal Studios. However, uh, I do think it's very, very cool that they put so much time and effort into that that you get to see Hashtag the panda. And you actually can buy merch, like the same merch <laughs> they sell in New York. Because mm-hmm. there's a t-shirt that they sell there. And I'm always like, I bought this for much more money <laughs> at the actual in, in place. 
Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, I could have used my Universal Studios discount. Who knew? Yeah, I really appreciate the effort that the uh, the Universal Creative team put into the queue because it is very similar to the actual 30 Rock. Yeah. Now, um, I also love Jimmy Fallon. Um, I think he's very funny. And I think this ride they do such a great job of making it feel so realistic and so fun and so funny uh, without actually needing to like take you on a coaster that uh, I'm really impressed with what they did the with realism. this, with the special effects on this ride. Totally. So I am going to give this an overwhelming M for magical. It's really funny because I think we're both going to agree here. Because the overwhelming majority of most Universal fans, at least the ones that we see online, the vocal minority, if you will, hate this ride. <laughs> like, wild. like it's like always listed in the bottom two or three rides at all of Universal. But for the reasons that Danny stated, the queue is amazing. The realism is really cool. You're basically in a smaller replica version of Jimmy Fallon's studio. And, but the entire studio's seats all move together as one giant unit. However, the the effects that are happening on the screen and the visuals that are happening on the screen feel very real when you're in there. It is a 3D ride. We'll give you that heads up. It is a 3D ride. You do need to wear the 3D glasses or it will not be clear. It will be very blurry for you. Yes. Um, but the ride itself, we won't really spoil anything if you haven't been on it, but you're going through the subway you're going through the streets of new york city you're flying to the moon like there's all different things that you do on this ride um and then the very end is a very realistic feeling um portion of the ride that you really do feel like you're on some sort of downhill you know decline i guess yeah um, like a, you're like falling remember and i just want to real quickly just mention there was one time we were riding it and we were going down back to earth yeah and the ride stopped oh yeah and it literally was so weird because it felt like you were almost on like a coaster yeah and then it stopped and then you were just like i felt like um, you know my legs were gonna start kicking before right. before i like you know like a cartoon character and then just drop right so it's very realistic so what are, what is your uh vote for this one mine is a magical a it always has a pretty short wait time so i always go on this ride when i'm over at universal studios florida um the queue is amazing the ride is super fun so that's an overwhelming magical for me awesome all right so let's move on so would you like to read the next one? Yeah, that's fine. We're going to move on to Revenge of the Mummy. Are you insane? Get out of here. The curse <laughs> is real. The whole place is a trap. Silence. <laughs> now we'll rule your soul for all eternity. <laughs> um, yeah, I just quoted the entire ride. Um, all right, so Revenge of the Mummy. You'll plunge into total darkness plagued by huge fireballs, swarms of scarab beetles, and an army of warrior mummies on this one-of-a-kind roller coaster. Loose articles are not permitted. Free lockers are available. I, I keep forgetting to not read that part. Uh, free lockers are available during a visit to this ride. I read the part for Rip Ride Rocket on purpose. You, you did. You <laughs> did. Um, all right, so Revenge of the Mummy. So I referenced a fun story um, that I was going to reference later in the episode and here we go revenge of the mummy is the first roller coaster i ever went on and it was horrendously terrifying <laughs> it i was told on this ride or prior to this ride by the curtain family shout out to you guys um they told me that 
It's not that fast. It's slow. It's like a kitty coaster. And I was like, okay, I think I can handle that. <laughs> and then I got in the ride. And at the time, the ride restraint has actually changed. So what it, what it is now is each individual seat has their own pull-down um, hydraulic lap bar that you pull down. Back then, it was one giant lap bar for the entire row. And so you, depending on the size of who was in the row with you, it may not have gone all the way down. Okay. And the the older male that was with us had a little bit of a belly. Okay. And so the ride lap bar did not come all the way down so we're going through and you know you're kind of creeping through the first part you know the the i will rule your soul for all eternity and you're you're just kind of going through the darkness you're like oh this isn't that bad and then all of a sudden you do that launch (laughs) where you go over that first hill and like into the windy part that's kind of like rock and roller coaster and i'm you should have seen me it was like me, like death gripping the bar. <laughs> like if you're watching on Patreon, it was literally like, <laughs> like this. It was, I was death gripping the bar like this going, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like freaking out. <laughs> I believe it. And you thought I was bad when I got on Hulk for the first time. I think we told that story. We have. Um, I was literally pale white after this ride. Oh and I was goodness. terrified. And I was so mad at them for, for getting me on this ride. Oh, my gosh. Um, but Revenge of the Mummy was my first roller coaster ever. However, I have since warmed up to most coasters, especially indoor ones or launch coasters. I'm totally fine with those. I don't like the tick, 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 tick with the big drop like Mako at SeaWorld. I can't do that. that one, that's not a, a fan. That's a big one. Yeah, not a fan. Um, but anything that just sends me and <laughs> makes me not think about it or sure. anything inside, I'm totally fine with. Um, so Revenge of the Mummy, I've obviously warmed up to it since then. Um, it went underwent a nine-month refurbishment fairly recently. Okay. And the effects got better. The uh, ride itself felt like it got a little smoother. Um, so I was very happy with that because it is a classic universal ride, and it is one of my favorites now on that side. So I'm going to go with a magical for Revenge of the Mummy. I think it's so funny that you were like so scared of that but also because now when you ride it don't you feel like it's basically like more towards a kiddie coaster than like towards it it feels like seven dwarfs mind train to me yeah so they weren't they weren't like trying to pull a fast one on you no they were (laughs) because i was not gonna get on (laughs) well regardless all i'm saying is it's not like you know now that you now that i know you now you know now that you have now you're a seasoned coaster buff. Yeah. Uh, so for this one, I am going to say magical. However, I'm going to tell you one reason why I almost lean the other way. Okay. So one, this ride, if anybody has to go on it, I always say yes. I think it's so much fun. Uh, the effects before and after are amazing. However, there is a part in the ride where you come to a stop. Oh, God, yeah. I actually think there are two parts. There are two parts, yeah. And one of them, it's like, it's a forward stop. And it, like, it'll hit you. You come like, to a sudden stop. You, like, get hit, like, right in the gut. And it's almost uncomfortable when you come to that stop. The second stop, 
it's a backwards stop. And every time I always smack the back of my head on the ride vehicle. Mm -hmm. And I usually have something like a ponytail blocking my head. But more recently at Universal, I've been wearing braids. And so it's just like... Boink. (laughs) Right right into the back of the ride vehicle. And I always go, ow! (laughs) You do. Because I always think that they're going to fix that part. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why I have to have car crashes in two rides. And Mm -hmm. sometimes those are back to back that we go on. Uh, But I do love this ride. I think that the rest of the ride justifies, you know, getting my head and stomach banged around on the ride. And I, I think that everybody probably feels like would you agree that those two stops are a little bit rough they are rough they you they jolt you i don't understand why those aren't fixed yeah but i also especially think, with the refurb yeah i really thought they were gonna get fixed the last when i went back on it after it reopened i was like how is this not something that was like priority <laughs> uh but my best guess is that's the only way for them to bring you to a stop that quickly sure. something about the mechanics uh overall i just think that this ride is definitely magical if I can go on it, I will. I think it's a fun addition. And uh, yeah, love this ride. Love this ride. Despite smacking my head around. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next ride. And this is um, a very infamous ride in the theme park community. Oh, my goodness. Um, what is it? What is s- it? Since you're going to go first, I can, I can read this description here. Um, so we are talking about Fast and the Furious Supercharged. Uh, go inside the high-stakes world of Fast and the Furious for a full-throttle, high-octane experience. You'll meet up with the family. Get that? The family. <laughs> but just as the party is getting started, an enemy from the past shows up, and a wild chase ensues with the family. It's up to Dom, Letty, Hobbs, and the rest of the family to save <laughs> to save the day in this action-packed new ride with the family. It didn't say family that many times in the <laughs> description. I just wanted to put it there because family, family. Go All ahead. right. So how could y'all make this ride twice? <laughs> Basically, yeah. How dare you? I Like, what? So, what, what were y'all thinking? So what Danny's referencing is on the left coast out in Universal Hollywood, this very similar ride experience uh-huh. is part of the tram tour out in Universal Hollywood. Uh So this ride doesn't exist as is on the West Coast, Uh but it is basically the same thing. How could y'all make this ride twice? (laughs) I know. It's horrible. Especially when y'all start throwing around how much money they spend on this ride. I know. There's a lot of of decisions that go into making a lot of zeros. Yeah, a lot of zeros. Just like this ride, (laughs) it's a zero. (laughs) This ride is the epitome of a joke ride (laughs) and i don't care who you are there is no one who actually likes this unless you have a really strange obsession with the fast and furious franchise and you're lying to yourself (laughs) okay sure okay i mean there are people that love those movies that's why there's 10 of them but yes i bet this ride is just but even those people hate this ride I mean, I've never met anybody who's like, I love the Fast and the Furious. I will give this ride one positive thing to say. The queue is awesome. The queue is great. The queue is a joke. The queue, you walk through and you see all these really cool cars and stuff. 
but the interactivity with the team members during those scenes and how like the dry humor and all that kind of stuff, I love the queue, but the ride is horrendous. The best thing about that ride is that the Impractical Jokers did a bit in that ride. Sure. That is the best thing about that ride. <laughs> this ride is capital T underscore italics yeah. tragical. It, yeah. <laughs> so I'm obviously going to agree <laughs> that it is definitely the worst ride in the park, for sure. Um, the the ride feels super unrealistic. The, the cut scenes are super cheesy. And then the final chase scene, which is supposed to be like this climax, is horrendously animated. Um, the size of the characters and the realism of... And the Fast and the Furious movies are not realistic anyway, but this is like absurdly realist, unrealistic. Like Vin Diesel is gigantic hanging from a helicopter while it's exploding and like all kinds of craziness. But it is just so ridiculous. And the premise is that you are in... On, on a party bus going to this party and then you see inside the party and it's super cringy and then the the acting is horrendous in the in the scenes also you have a creepy blow-up doll driver driving the whole vehicle yeah, right <laughs> uh so much like uh, uh, uh kong, kong rain, uh, skull island um reign of kong or whatever the heck that ride is called it is um it is odd you're in the same type of ride vehicle um, which then becomes kind of 3D on both sides. I don't know if it's 3D or not, but it's like animated on both sides. So you feel like you're in it, but you're not actually. It's in been it. a while since we've been on this, just because yeah. we it's only bad. we only go on it when people are like, "Ha ha ha!" I've never been on it. I'm like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I never ever ever go on this ride outside of that. Uh, it's always a five ten minute wait, so I could if I wanted to, but I just choose not to. I'm trying to remember who did it, but. I'm going to leave this ride with this. I can't remember who said it, but we brought somebody on Fast and the Furious. And at the end, they said, why did you take me on this ride? And I was like, oh, you don't think this is funny? Like, <laughs> and it was more of like a, why did you waste my time here? And I was yeah. like, oh, ha ha. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Tragical across the board. Yeah. So this <laughs> ride, it might be the worst ride Universal's ever made. But uh, Fast and Furious double uh, double underscore uh, underline bold italic uh, tragical all capital letters for us. All right, moving on to Diagon Alley, the uh, Harry Potter portion of the Universal Studios Florida side, and we are going to jump into uh, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. And right. you have that description ready, Danny? I sure do. All right, go for it. Enter Gringotts Bank and take a journey deep underground aboard this mind-blowing, multi-dimensional thrill ride. You'll encounter Harry, Ron, and Hermione as you try to evade the wrath of Voldemort and Bellatrix to make it back to Diagon Alley. All right, so I have thoughts on this ride. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. The exterior in Diagon Alley, Gringotts Bank with the dragon on top, incredible. Every 10 minutes, the, the dragon breathes fire. It's a very cool photo op video opportunity all that diagon alley is amazing i love walking in there i think it's so cool the queue for this ride is spectacular it is like pulled straight out of the movie gringotts bank um 
I have heard, this is obviously unconfirmed, but I have heard that they literally used the blueprints from the movie set to build that queue. Hmm. It is stunning. You know, if the if the line is a little bit long, there's an outdoor per- portion of the queue that you have to go through first. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about when you step into Gringotts Bank. It is one of the coolest things you'll ever see in a theme park queue. You basically walk in and there's all these animatronic goblins that are working at the bank. But you look around and this stunning marble and chandeliers and it looks exactly like the Gringotts Bank from the movie. It's so cool. You get up to the front and you see the the head bank goblin, whatever his name is, and then you end up going down into the queue. Further down, there's a there's a uh, an area where you're going through, and they have the animated newspapers that you can look at. And there's all different you know newspaper clippings that are animated, and you can see different clips and you know kind of building up to uh, what's happening. Then there is a uh, simulated elevator ride into the uh, Gringotts vault. And that is super cool. Now, during COVID, it was really weird because you literally walked through the elevator into the next part of the queue. But when I say simulated elevator ride, it they use kind of like a mind-bending tricks, kind of like the stretching room in the Haunted Mansion, where you are standing on a floor that literally just kind of bounces up and down but it when you're in it and you see the visuals you feel like you're in an, an elevator going down right. into the deep into the Gringotts bank vault. Right. So that part is really cool and then for some reason we go back upstairs <laughs> to the actual ride. Now, what I want to touch on with this ride is it's a really really cool experience but it leaves you wanting so much more. It is very smooth. The ride vehicle itself is a little bit on the tight side, but you actually get to rotate kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. You kind of get to rotate towards things you're supposed to be looking at and spinning you know, back and forth while you're on the actual coaster. My biggest issue with this ride is, is that there is... In in I'm just gonna throw this out there because I don't know exactly how long the ride is, but let's say three minutes. Let's say how long the ride is. Um, only about thirty seconds of it is coaster. Okay. And that is my biggest complaint. Um, and it's where I am kind of torn on where I want to go with my vote on this ride because okay. of these. So I'm leaning towards tragical. Because you, it, this ride makes me want so much more. Do you want me to tell you what I'm thinking before you make a final decision? No, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I'm actually going to say tragical for this okay. and not for the reasons that you think. Okay. I have read the Harry Potter books uh, way before there were any issues with J.K. Rowling. Um, I love the books. I love the stories. Who didn't, really? Uh, but I've like read them. I used to read them once a year. It's been a while since I read them all the way through. Uh, but, uh, I am a strong advocate for the book is better than the movies. So even like the movies I like, but I don't like the, I'll always be like, the books are better. They miss so many details, blah, 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 blah. One thing that always, always, always bothers me about this ride is it is very clear in the books that, Gringotts is protected by so many enchantments and just protections, magical protections 
that Voldemort cannot get in. And in the ride, Voldemort is in Gringotts. Is that true? Yeah. See, I've never really read the books. I've, I'm a big movie fan. I love the Harry Potter movies. I've never read the books. I did not realize that Voldemort was not able to get into Gringotts. So that's the reason that Bellatrix is hiding the, um, the cup. Okay. Okay. I believe it's the cup in there. Interesting. Uh, whatever his, uh, I'm I'm blanking out on the names right now. It's the the things the that his the Horcruxes. Thank you. Part of his soul is hidden at Gringotts because he knows it's so hard to get into that he can't even get into there. Uh. Uh, so, or was it this? I'm trying to remember what exactly it was. Uh, but also maybe it was the stone. I think it was the stone. It's been a while since I read the books. Regardless, uh, Bellatrix has the sword of Gryffindor in there as well, which is the only thing that you can use to uh, break some of the Horcruxes. So there's right. a lot of different things that are like protected by Gringotts, but Voldemort can't get in there. And every time I get to that part, it always bugs me to no end that in in the books... The Gringotts is basically like this highly protected safe haven. And it's not just like a ceiling because when the dragon breaks out, there's still protections. They're magic. Sure. He wouldn't be able to just like fly through the roof because the roof got open. Right. So like, how do you get in? Now, is it, do they, because I don't want to dive too deep into this. We have a lot to cover here. But do is he allowed in there because he's with Bellatrix? Is that how that works? No. Because she is with him. Every single time you see him, she's there. So the thing is, like, even with the... Like, even when Harry's wearing, like, the invisibility cloak, uh, if I remember correctly, they can see him, like, the, uh, the workers. Oh, okay. So they are magical creatures on their own, and there are so many protections that people who try to get in there usually die Okay. in the books. Like, people don't try to get in there, huh. even though, like, the greatest treasures in the world are protected at Gringotts. So it wouldn't be like, she wouldn't be like, hey, get b- my friend Voldy in with me. You don't mind, do you? Sure. It's just, he is, he is like the worst of the worst. So there's no way that one, they would let him in. And two, there wouldn't be a way for her to get around any of those enchantments, magic, any like anything like that. My whole point is I, it really bothers me that they deviate so far from the heart of what Gringotts is supposed to be. It's not true to the story or true to the lore. No, exactly. I do love the ride. I will say that even though it's not like, it's not like a super awesome coaster. I still love the way they put together the the ride, but as somebody who has read the books multiple times, that just every time I see it, it irks me. I'm like, you don't belong here. <laughs> I don't know how you got in. Yeah, and that's why I'm gonna go ahead and vote that as tragical. Yeah, this ride just leaves me wanting so much more. Um, every single time I ride it, I'm just like, oh, I wish this coaster part was like 20 seconds longer. Yeah, like every single time, especially when when you do the uh, the whole like the car the cars kind of tip up and you're getting ready for the drop. And then it literally just ends like 15 seconds later. Right. Um, shout out to uh, the actor who plays Bill Weasley, by the way. Again, um, all that. He is in this <laughs> ride. He is in the uh, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. And he is also uh, General Hux in Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. So shout out to that guy. That's wild. Um, so starting in three theme park rides because take work when you got it, right? I do have to say also, how funny is it that the last, was it the one beforehand? Yeah. 
or two two before this, Revenge of the Mummy, you were talking about how terrified you were of that ride because it was a coaster, and now this one you're like, it's a I little. I wish it was more. It's a little coaster. <laughs> I wish that. I wish this I had, was a kitty coaster. I wish I had more coaster. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that both of us think that way of this ride for different reasons. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and follow up on the actual lore on the books because yeah. I don't remember the details. Right. All right, so let's move on to the next yeah, ride. we got to keep flying here. All right, Men in Black, uh, Alien oh, Attack. Before we do that, oh. let's let's jump down because I made this e- list e- e- incorrectly. Rewind. 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 Um, we are going to touch on the Hogwarts Express, the King's Cross to Hogsmeade version. That is the Universal Studios Florida to Islands of Adventure train ride. Um, I'm going to sum it up real quick. Um, this is tragical for me. Um, it's really cool the first time you go on it, but after that, unless you've got an express pass or there's no line at all, just walk to the other side, walk to the other part. Did you want me to read because this? Because it takes so long to get on this ride and then pretty long to get over there. But yeah, if you want to read that, go ahead. All right. Guess with a park to park admission ticket can enter King's Cross Station and catch the train to Hogsmeade Station. On your journey, get ready to encounter familiar characters and creatures from the Harry Potter films. The last train departs at the earliest closing time of Universal Studios Florida or Universal's Islands of Adventure, whichever park closes first. Um, I'm ba- going to... So go ahead. Basically, the Hogwarts Express is to and from the Universal Studios side and the uh, Islands of Adventure side. Sure. Depending on which way you're going, you get a little bit different experience. There are some really cool effects and really cool things you get to see while you're on there, but getting on there is the biggest pain. And most of the time, the studio's side to Islands of Adventure is around an hour when it's like a 10 to 12 minute walk. So unless you're really dying to not walk, it's not worth doing unless you haven't done it before. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Tragical. I think that this, and this is just my opinion, I think this train was poorly constructed. Uh, First off, I can see it in multiple places in the parks when I'm like walking around. I'm like, hey, there's Fast and the Furious with Hogwarts Express in the back. Those gosh darn sight lines. I mean, that's not like my my biggest issue. Um, This should be, in theory, a quick way to get from one side to the other. However, I don't understand why this train, like the the actual like cars, aren't like double the size. Yeah, it's a huge design flaw with the way this works because essentially there's two trains that go forwards and then go all the way backwards to the next stop. Yeah. What this should be is a never-ending circle of Hogwarts Expresses that literally just go and go and around and around and around and take as many people as you can possibly get on this ride. And and I know Universal has limited space, but this is something that definitely should have been thought of when they're doing a park-to-park transportation because it takes forever and a giant chunk out of your day if you're going to ride this back and forth. Yeah, and that's exactly how I feel about it too. Uh and maybe I'm wrong. I'm obviously not a train builder, but I would imagine that they could have made it at least like double the size and fit more people in. Sure, yeah. Uh, and and that's just, I think that when it takes an hour 
out of your day to get from one park to the other because you want to ride the train or once you've been in line for 30 minutes, you're like, I'm already in line. What am I going to do? Get out of line and then take the walk. Right. You're kind of committed to it at that point. Um, I, th- I do think that uh, I think it's definitely a skip for the most part. <laughs> 99% of the 99% time. 99% of the time. Uh, it's really fun in theory, but I think that it's just tragical across the board. Yeah, I would agree for that, that one. And I, that was a ride I was really excited about doing when I for when we first got our annual passes. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." And then I was like, "Wait, why do, why are we waiting an hour and a half?" So, that's that's what I've got to say about the Hogwarts Express. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. All so, right, moving on. All right. So, as I was saying before, I didn't I forgot that we were doing the Hogwarts Express in between. Next is Men in Black. Woo! Alien attack. Oh, yeah. New York has been hit by an epidemic of aliens, and it's up to you, agent trainee, to blast them into oblivion. Loose articles are not permitted. Free loggers are available during a visit to this ride. This is one thing about Universal <laughs> that, that was in the same kind of drives me a little crazy, but I understand why the ride, like, why you have to do it because the ride vehicles are designed differently. But you have to put your stuff in a locker on a lot of rides. Right. Um, and that is just kind of inconvenient whereas disney you literally take your bag on almost all the rides all right so men in black alien attack you want me to go first yeah go ahead i think this ride is magical i think it's really fun it's like a living video game sure uh i don't get to ride it enough because i would really like to see if i can uh like hit the the highest score there's like a whole facebook group dedicated to that uh, trying to like hit the nine nine what is whatever All the it is nines. yeah. Uh, also, I think it'd be really cool to go on the tour where you walk downstairs where the aliens are on their like oh, yeah. headquarters or whatever. Yep. Uh, but we haven't done that yet. But overall, I think this ride is so much fun. Uh, it's so well put together. I feel like it's so detailed, and a lot of rides don't have that kind of detail anymore. Sure. So because of the fun aspect and because of it kind of being a game, being very detailed, and it's kind of timeless. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even have to yeah. really know what the movie is about to enjoy the ride. The IP you know, is 26 years old at this point. 1997 was the first Men in Black movie. Um it is timeless. It, that's a great way to put it. It's it's perfectly timeless, um, and it, and it's super fun. But did you have a grade? I I do. Uh, well, I was just gonna say also the movie with uh, Thor and Valkyrie. Oh yeah, the Men in Black. Black yeah. They made it. They made one recently. So even now, it's still the movies are still recently relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna go with magical because I I love going on this ride and I have my goals to beat the high score. <laughs> yes. So the queue in this ride is awesome. If you've seen the Men in Black movies, the queue is really cool. You actually go through and do one of those simulated elevator experiences going down into MIB headquarters. And then you go through and you see some aliens and you see some weapons and it's really neat. And then the loading process is very quick. And this ride is a 500 times better version of Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. It is, you're going around and you're shooting lasers at aliens. You're shooting lasers at um, different things like popping out of windows and all this kind of stuff, not just like little targets on Emperor Zerg. Like that's not what we're doing here. There's like actual things you're shooting at and things that are moving. So that's really cool. It's dark. It's really well themed. Um, It's 
kind of intense at certain points. It does spin you around, you know, when um, there's one point where, you know, the people who are on the ride with you can shoot your vehicle and you end up like spinning into oblivion, which is really cool. Um, but the theming is awesome. The animatronics are really cool. Um, and then there's a really fun part at the end that we won't spoil for you that you can really boost your score. Um, yeah. And if you know that it's coming and you hit it first, you can surprise everybody by winning, <laughs> winning this game. But Men in Black Alien Attack is always a solid option. It's always a relatively short wait time. It has extended a little bit since the elevator scene came back because you used to kind of just walk right through. But now you've got to wait for the party in front of you to experience that elevator part. But um, generally, it's never more than like 20 to 25 minutes. So it's not a bad wait. So overall, I would say uh, a big magical for me. I do love riding this ride, and I have a much easier time playing this game than a one of uh, Space Ranger Spin, where I have a really hard time seeing the lasers. Whereas this, I have no problem, you know, playing this game. I wonder why That's that part is. Of the ride. I don't know. I don't know why, hmm. but it's really fun for me. So uh, magical for Men in Black Alien Attack. All right, magical across the board. All right, so. Let's move into uh, Simpsonville. Where is it called? Springfield. Springfield. <laughs> uh, grab a seat with the Simpsons on a virtual reality roller coaster ride. You'll smash and blast through Krusty Land with Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie in an over-the-top adventure. Uh, do you want to go first? Want me to go first? Uh, you go first for this one. Okay. So when I first rode this with the same family I rode the mummy with... Um, Back in 2008, when we came down here, it had just opened. Okay. And it was really fun. I thought it was a, an absolute blast. Like, it it felt realistic. And for somebody who hated roller coasters, I did shut my eyes a couple of times because it felt realistic. Right. Um, and the, the little quips from Bart throughout the entire ride are really funny. The references to Disney are really funny throughout this entire ride. Like, there's... In SeaWorld, too. There's a blatant Pirates of the Caribbean ripoff. There's a blatant um, orca something going on where you get like pulled by an orca. <laughs> um, there's all different references to different theme parks throughout the queue. Um, they're talking about how the, the, uh, the rides are operated by 13-year-olds with no facial hair, which is used to be like a Disney look type of thing. Right. So it's, it's really funny how they're poking fun at all the other theme parks outside of Universal. Sure. So I thought that was really, really creative. However, over time, this ride has gotten significantly worse. It is no longer fun for me. Every time I go on it, the, the screen experience is either blurry or it's dark or darker than it should be. This ride is literally the Back to the Future ride. I don't know if you guys remember that. No, um, I don't. This ride is literally the same ride, minus some um, lipstick on a pig on the uh, ride vehicles and the change of the film. But the ride itself is exactly the same. Okay. Which is really interesting to think about. Because if you ever watch, there is a YouTube video. If you ever watch side side by side of the Back to the Future video and the Simpsons video, you can kind of picture how it would be the same exact ride. So this ride is really old. The Back to the Future ride was really old. Um, and over the last 15 years since this ride opened, it hit, the quality of the picture has gotten significantly worse. And I don't think it's going to get better, especially with Disney owning The Simpsons now. Ooh. So I would say um, 
strong tragical for me because I never really go on this ride anymore because it's gotten that much worse. Okay. So I'm actually going to go magical for this ride. Whoa, that surprised me. (laughs) So the reason I'm going to go with magical is because I think that this ride feels like it was before its time. I feel like Jimmy Fallon, they took a lot of those uh, special effects and used it for Jimmy Fallon. Sure. And so it kind of has that same feel. I do think it's very funny. Like you said, it's very... uh, what is it like aware comedy self-aware comedy and so i appreciate smart comedy yeah there's there's one line that i'll quote for you just to kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about okay and um sideshow bob is basically this evil guy who's trying to kill you while you're on the ride essentially and he says to bart at one point he goes you spoiled my plans for the last time and bart goes you soiled your pants for the last time and it's really funny so (laughs) just little quips like that it's really funny well i i mean i don't remember anything specific because we don't go on it a ton however i will say that if universal put a little bit of love and care into this ride I just think that we might, like, it would yeah, it would feel new. Remaster the film, get better projectors, just make it lighter and clearer, and this ride would be significantly like better. A re- like, kind of like a refurb, yeah. um, a refurbish. And I think that it's, it's one of those rides that has rewritability because you get to get out of the heat. Um, it's funny, you, you know... There's, there's Simpsons clips playing throughout the entire queue. So if you're a fan of, of The Simpsons, you really like the queue. So uh, I, I am going to say magical for this one. I know that's surprising, but I do think it's a fun addition to, to the park. And I'm curious to see what happens now that Disney, you know, has the, what is it? They have the rights to The Simpsons? They do. The, they own uh, 20th Century Fox, which owns The Simpsons. So okay. um, Disney owns The Simpsons, essentially. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I guess we'll see what happens in the future with this ride. Yeah. But let's go ahead and head to the next ride. Do you have that one pulled up? Yeah. So we're going to just kind of touch on this one really quickly. Um, It's Kang and Kodos Twirl and Hurl. Um, Attention Earth humans, fun-loving aliens Kang and Kodos from The Simpsons take you on an intergalactic spin designed to send your lunch into orbit. Uh, That is a very fun way of saying it's basically space Dumbo. <laughs> it, it is uh this you know a classic spinner ride you kind of like dumbo and uh aladdin's magic carpets and you know just the ones that you can kind of go up and down and around um there's really nothing to touch on here i've personally never been on it but i know exactly what to expect um just by looking at it it doesn't spin extra fast or like doesn't go up and down really quickly or anything like that it's your basic spinner ride so um, I don't really love those kind of rides, so I'm voting tragical on that one. I'm going to vote tragical for this one too. Um, I personally feel like in a state like Florida or Texas, like I used to live, rides like this give you a hot booty. So you sit on the ride and you're like, "Ow, why is this so hot?" And then you have one minute of just your booty being sizzled and on fire and fun <laughs> while you're flying through the air. Uh, and a lot of times these rides are usually like, you know, 30, 40 minutes for one minute of fun. Oh my God, yeah. And a butt sizzling good time, I guess. <laughs> and so you basically have to pull your butt off the seat 
by the end of it. <laughs> Makes uh, that noise. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with tragical just because I think that it's there. It, you could do more with that space. Sure. That's all. Sure. We don't need the booty sizzling. Yes. All right. Let's move on to our last ride. They're going to cover here at Universal Studios Florida. Um, do you want to go ahead and read the description? I will. E.T. Adventure. E.T.'s home planet is dying and he needs your help to save it. Board your flying bike with E.T. and take off on a thrilling, but gentle, ride through the sky. So, I have things to say. All right, you say things first. I love this ride. Okay. It is iconic classic it's an opening day attraction for universal universal studios florida which opened i believe in 1990 um because hollywood studios opened in 1989 and this was just after that um steven spielberg uh from what i've heard i've never talked to steven spielberg i've never asked him this question but what i have heard is that his deal with Universal when they open the parks is that he has to have a ride based on his movies, one ride in each park. Okay. And so E.T., I believe, is the only ride on the Universal Studios side that is a Steven Spielberg film, so it is not going anywhere. This ride is going to stay there until Steven Spielberg says, okay, you can get rid of it, which is really fun and really cool. I love the queue. I love the pine scent. I love the smells inside the queue. It's just so classic universal. And you walk in there, you're like, ah, it's kind of like the universal version of the Pirates of the Caribbean smells or the Splash Mountain rest in peace smells. Um, it's just one of those iconic smells. You're like, oh, yeah, this is E.T. for sure. Um, you get on a very antiquated uh, bike uh, ride vehicle type thing. Um, and you go through and you see these classic scenes and classic animatronics. You do the classic fly across the moon scene from E.T., which is beautiful. The John Williams score makes this ride. E.T. is in the front of your ride vehicle. E.T. is in your ride vehicle, popping up and down if he's working right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then you get to see E.T.'s home planet, which you don't see in the the film, and you get to meet some really interesting... (laughs) Um, extraterrestrials. Um, you get to meet the welcome home guy and uh, Magdal and all the all the fun you know animatronics. Me, 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 <laughs> all these little ETs just like hanging from things and it's it's so much fun. And one of the coolest touches that's been a part of the ride for a really long time and it was technology and you talked about being ahead of its time is when you get on right before you go into this ride they give you a card that they scan and they say, what's your name? And you say, Bill. And they put in Bill and they boop and they give you the card back. And so when you get on your ride, you give that card to the ride attendant. And at the very end, E.T. is there saying thank you and goodbye. But he also says your name. However, in recent years, it is not working that well. Um, I haven't heard my actual name properly in a really long time. <laughs> I think last time we heard it, we were exiting the vehicle and yeah. we heard, thank you, Bill, Danny. And <laughs> I was like, he's he talking it really to us. really fast. Right. But like it, we were off, like literally like exiting the ride. Ve- yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yes. Yeah, so what's your vote for this ride? Oh, I love this ride. It is 100% magical for me. Uh, it is a 
five million times better version of Peter Pan's flight. Well, I'm going to I'm going to ignore your shade. Uh, but I will say that so my family is uh basically a Disney family. Sure. We went to Universal Studios once and never went back as kids. Uh I went once with your family. Oh. And that was the day again that we did Universal or uh Universal Islands and Halloween Horror Nights all in one night. <sighs> that was crazy. Then we didn't go again until the pandemic. Uh, until the parks reopened. So my Universal Studios experience was very limited. So I don't really remember some of the things, whether it was because I don't remember as a kid or because I was very tired (laughs) before. Uh, Since we've been going back and going on ET, I freaking love this ride. It is so classic. Um, I don't know why, but ET's planet with the little baby ets for some reason i always think that they're playing kazoos in my head (laughs) 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 like and it gets so high (laughs) but like they're all like harmonizing in this like kazoo sound (laughs) and then i always think of like do you remember the kazoo kid yeah (laughs) <laughs> You're my special friend. Oh my god! Please don't remind me of that video. <laughs> um, fun, 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 fun. Wait, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> we need to watch that when we're done. <laughs> oh uh, man! But every time I go in that room, I'm just like, oh, the baby ETs are yeah. playing kazoo's in mm. their hearts. So fun. <laughs> and then that some of them are just hanging, and their arms are just like all like jelloey. And they're just so fun and cute. I just love that entire ride. I think it's yeah. it's classic theme park it's and awesome. it has so many wonderful details. I will say that one thing that we've never done that I would personally like to do is uh and this is separate from the ride. Well, first off, magical for the ride. I'm just gonna say that. And I'm going to put a little side note. I would very much like to purchase the photo opportunity with E.T. at the end of the ride. Okay. But I would like to dress up like I'm going in for a Sears photo shoot or something. (laughs) Okay. Um, So that is my plan (laughs) at some point. Okay. But I don't want to be dressed in like my theme park stuff. I want to like go to a thrift shop and like find some like overalls or something and take pictures with the E.T. photo opportunity. So... I always think that and then I always forget until I ride the yeah. ride. But uh, that is something I would like to do. And I think I want to bring like Reese's, like with the little Reese's pieces that he eats and like have them in the photo. Sure. So I very much appreciate that ride. I, I love that movie. And uh, I very much would like to do that photo opportunity. I think it would be. I think that would get a magical from me too. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. <laughs> All right. So we have finished up on the ride portion. We have, uh, we have a, a couple quick shows to go over. Uh, we've had a lot to say about these rides. So we're probably going to go through, through these a little bit faster. Quick, yeah. All right. So do we have uh, a description of the horror makeup show? That's going to be the first thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, let's see. Let's uh, see. Scrolling through here. Da, 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 da. And here's there we th- go. I got it. You got it? Okay. Yep. Um, there's really not much of a description, but it says, take a close up look at what goes into and oozes out of some of Hollywood's strangest creatures. 
And so this is a really fun show that happens throughout the day. Uh, the current time schedule, just so you can see how often this show runs, 11 30, 12 15, 1 o'clock, 2 15, 3 o'clock, 345, 4 30, 5 15, 6 30, and 7 15. So for the most part, it's either 45 minutes or um, an hour and 15 minutes in between show times. It is a really fun show. It's funny, it's witty. You see some really cool historical footage of the original monsters um, from different Universal films and how those special effects were created with a fun, you know, really interactive host that you know does a really great job up on the, uh, the stage there. I think the show is only about 15 to 20 minutes or so, so it's a quick take, but it's a great chance to get out of the sun. Um, so I would say uh, a strong... Um, magical for uh, Universal Orlando's horror makeup show. Uh, I'm just gonna really quick fire back. I did not like the show. Okay, I thought it was that's fair. I honestly thought it was. I appreciate the comedy. Pretty lame. Okay. Uh, if I want to see horror, if you're telling me I'm gonna see a horror makeup show, I would like to see horror makeup, not just like an endless parade of dad jokes. Okay. Now, if you're gonna have, give me the endless parade of dad jokes. At least give me some cool horror makeup like it's listed in your title. Sure. Because the one time I saw it, I've seen it once. I remember I was like, was that it? (laughs) Are you kidding me? It is short. It is definitely short. But I like it. Why don't you call it not not horror comedy 20 minutes? But this is why you (laughs) hate Jungle Cruise and I love Jungle Cruise. No, no. So that's... So Jungle Cruise I don't like because... Animal Kingdom is what Walt Disney wanted from Jungle Cruise. So Jungle Cruise is no longer necessary. If my issue with Universal Orlando's horror makeup show is it's not a horror makeup show. Give me something that looks like it's from a horror movie where you're bringing makeup artists in showing something cool because I don't think that you get that from this show. And if you're, I think it's incorrectly titled. And I love shows like American Horror Story. Sure. Show me how you do some of that stuff in this show. Totally. And if you are taking me into the movies and into the TV shows, like, and I know they have the talent to be able to showcase these things in that show, do it. Do it. Like, that's what I'm there for. Because I was actually really, really excited about that. Yeah. And I just was gravely disappointed i hope it goes away (laughs) okay so that's more than fair you don't have to like everything that i like well it's not just it's not that i want it to go away so they have a more accurate show like give me like if you're gonna do horror makeup do horror makeup and then hit me with all the dad jokes you want sure hit me with all the silliness i love that but it's just it did not deliver at all. That's more than fair. So, so magical. I'm um, tragical for you and oh, magical for me. Yeah. Um, but speaking of delivering, our next show is, in my opinion, really, really good. Would you like me to read this one or Go do you for want to? It. The chase is on. The Born Stuntacular is now open at Universal Studios, Florida. <laughs> Don't read like that. This stunt show leaves audiences marveling. She doesn't listen. How on earth did they do that? 
Through a cutting-edge fusion of stagecraft and film, you follow our hero, Jason Bourne, across three continents as sinister characters pursue him, hoping to bring him in. Why do you sound like Louisa from Encanto? Forget what you know about stunt shows. Universal Orlando Resort isn't just pushing boundaries with the born stuntacular. This stunt show is charting new territory. I'm the strong one. <laughs> you know how hard it was for me to finish that without Please, laughing. That was that was ridiculous. Uh, the the born stuntacular is. <laughs> arguably one of the greatest shows ever created for a theme park. Okay. <laughs> it is the replacement for the original Terminator 3D uh, show that they used to have. Um, it is incredible. The technology is unbelievable. If you guys have ever seen any behind-the-scenes footage of The Mandalorian or um, anything that uses what's called the volume, um, which is basically an opportunity to blend actual physical objects in with a very high definition background. Yes. Um, this show actually uses that same technology. So in theory, if you're, you, you're not familiar with like behind the scenes stuff, it's basically like using a backdrop, um, that you cannot tell is a backdrop. But it's a moving backdrop as well. So it, it moves with the camera. It moves with set pieces. Um, it kind of gives actors a better feel of their surroundings versus a blue screen or a green screen. I was going to say, would you say that it is the next step in like technologically from a green screen? Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. So the thing is, there aren't a ton of shows that use this kind of technology for entertainment, like with a live audience, but, uh, you know, born is one of them. The action is amazing. The actors are amazing. They blend the acting seamlessly with people and things that are happening on the screen. The set pieces actually move across the stage in conjunction with what's happening on the screen automatically. It is so cool. The only thing that I will um, mark down on this is that the fake gunshots that they use in this show are insanely loud. Yeah. It is jarring if you're not expecting it. So if you don't love loud noises, prepare to cover your ears a few times. But other than that, this show is about as perfect as a theme park show could be. Um, so strong capital M magical for me. I'm going to give this a magical as well. Uh, I also want to say that the very first time that I saw this, Bill actually took me to see this and he had seen it before I did. And if I'm correct, we we're not allowed to film with something. Correct. Like You're not allowed to film at all in there. Okay. So that's why we are not telling you go watch our awesome 4K video because we would have brought it to you if they let us do it. They make it very clear that you're not supposed to film and not in a Terry Crews fun kind of way. We follow the rules. Uh, now, when it comes to this show, the very first time that I saw it, I would say the first third of the show, um, after the very first third of it, the show just like, and like stopped and everything just stopped. Yeah. I want to say that they were incredibly professional they were and awesome and kept the audience so engaged while they were getting the like all their ducks in a row backstage, basically like re resetting, resetting things <laughs> and getting all the actors ready. And then they literally were just like, 
all right, and whatever yeah. they said, and we're, scene, We're going to skip to the end of the scene where everything kind of ended, and we're going to pick up from the very next scene. Right, but they were basically like, and action, and it just, boom, picked up immediately. Yeah. It, it was just so, like, perfectly... Fluid. L- like, fluid, but also everything just went together so beautifully. Yeah. Uh, I was very impressed, because it was in their first, like, couple weeks, yeah. I would say, of opening, and they were just like incredible even even with all the the stuff that went wrong and of course things are gonna you know have some hiccups when things first open um it was still a fantastic show and uh when i got to see it all the way through i was even more impressed but i mean kudos to them not having the audience you know just sitting there and being like silence what happened yeah like they just they're rock stars all around there, so definitely magical for me. From the the the, the digital video to the the sets and the action and things happen above your head at one point, it is truly an impeccable theme park show, and they deserve all the praise that they've ever gotten. For sure. This. So very strong, magical for uh, Born Stuntacular. All right, on to our next show. Our second to last show that we're going to cover is the Animal Actors on Location. And the description is whether they fly, crawl, hop, swim, or slither, these amazing animals will charm and entertain you with their antics and have you howling for more. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with magical for this one. I I love anything that has to do with animals. I will say... That if Universal wasn't so far from us, I would 100% apply for a job there because some of their trainers have very flat personalities. And I say this is somebody who used to have to be in front of crowds of people sure. talking about animals all the time. And no, it's we're not a, that far. Go for it. No, thank you. Go for it. There, Go for it. Uh, there's, there's no way that that commute would be worth it for me. Like, yeah. I, I, would, I would never... The, the amount of traffic I would have to endure to get over there would just be nonsensical. Um, and I enjoy watching the animals in the show. But here's the thing. Even though I know that I could be an asset to that show, that's not what this is about. What it's about is talking to people about responsible aner- animal ownership how much training and time goes into having these animals learn things and having people have an appreciation for not only the animals in movies, but, you know, to remind them like they're actors too. It takes time and work and, you know, your favorite animals had to, you know, be very talented to be in the movies and shows that you love. And I think it's eye opening if you've never, trained an animal before to see that because a lot of people usually don't think too hard about like you know is that dog like how what takes to have that dog in that scene Mm. because it's not just going to be any random dog it took hours and years of training and you know people working with those animals and i i just think it's really cool to see a piece of that that generally gets overlooked and there are so many movies and shows that would not be complete without that aspect. Sure. So magical for sure. All right. So I'm going to vote tragical Ugh. because for different reasons. I've never worked with animals. You have that whole insight of that, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. Um, I find this show wildly underwhelming. It is 
the jokes are lame. The personalities are not very fun. It's amazing watching the animals do what they do, but this is literally, I've only done this once, and it is entirely skippable for me. I never find myself wanting to go see animal actors on location. Um, it just feels like they don't really care that much about it either because apparently it hasn't changed in a really long time. Um, so for those reasons and solely those reasons has nothing to do with the, the care of the animals and all that kind of stuff. But me as a theme park goer, I'm voting tragical because I skip it literally every time. I mean, I do think that it's something that we need to go back and see, especially last time you were when you weren't with me that I got the bird got to fly me. Right. No, I know. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, You've had experiences. I mean, I, I get it. I miss working with birds. So yeah. it was like a little like, yay, I got working to. with animals doesn't have that same effect on me. Right. But you know I, I, mean? I just think that there is an aspect of it that is greatly overlooked sure. in and the appreciation for animals that are, you know, working in the movies tv all of that stuff right um and so i will also say that there used to be a uh a show that SeaWorld did that they don't do anymore from my understanding where they actually had all rescued animals that they trained and that's that pretty cool i think you would have enjoyed that show a lot better it's it has a lot of like dad jokes kind of stuff in it yeah so it's not as much educational as it is like fun i mean it is educational but that's right up my alley, but it's not for everybody. Yeah. All right. We got one more show. And did you want to go yeah, over I, that one? I can go for it. It's uh, Universal Orlando's Cinematic Celebration. So this show actually um, replaced the uh, cinematic spectacular that they used to have for a very long time with these two physical um, square water screens. Now, they're very much like the Phantasmic-type water screens where they kind of go across the Universal Lagoon. There's some pyro. It's a lot of fun. But the description is a colossal nighttime celebration of music, water, and light that transforms the park and takes you into movies like never before. You'll see and hear roaring dinosaurs from Jurassic World, feel the adrenaline rush from high-speed cars from Fast and the Furious, watch the mischievous antics of the minions from Illumination's Despicable Me, and so much more. Show viewing is located in Central Park on select nights. So they do not do this every single night. I believe it's on weekends at the moment. That um, would make the most which, sense. Which makes sense because of the surroundings of where Universal is. They have a lot less freedom with fireworks and stuff than Disney does. Um, but I love this show. I think the soundtrack is amazing. Um, it is full of my favorite composers. I love movie scores. I'm a movie score buff. Um, tons of John Williams stuff. Um, the visuals are way better now than they used to be on those water screens. Um, they even have projections on some of the buildings in the background now. It's a really fun show. I almost, because we love VelociCoaster and those rides so much, I always find myself at the end of the day because Islands is open later. I end up over there, and then while I'm there, I see fireworks from the other side. I'm like, crap, I missed the, the cinematic <laughs> celebration again. Uh, but I do love this show when I do get a chance to see it. Um, it's one of the first things I really fell in love with at Universal. Um, I got to visit years ago with some some friends. Um, I'll shout out to, to uh, Tony. Uh, and Chris and Caitlin and Kim and all those people that I used to visit Universal with, it was 
one of the first things, like I ended my night, it was kind of like the kiss good night of Universal and just hearing the John Williams music and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was like, oh, I got really emotional over it. And so I've fallen in love with Universal's cinematic ce- uh, celebration for that very reason. So I'm going a strong magical. Very cool. I will say that this is a strong tragical for me. Um, the reason for this is because I actually cannot stand the water shows. Okay, that's fair. Uh, the reason for that is I, whenever I watch these, I I just can't, I can't focus on the fact that everything is so blurry. That's fair. I don't love that when I'm watching it, it's, it's, it tends to be harder to watch. Uh, I think that when, uh, when these shows like are there, I don't know. I just feel like they're overhyped and a lot of times all of the conditions have to be perfect for it to look nice. And then even then you usually have like the water spritz coming off. And honestly, Fantasmic is one of the best shows ever. And I could still do without the water Sure. in that. Um, I think that when it comes to that, that would be like the only time I can tolerate that. So I don't really care who's doing it. I don't love that format of entertainment. That's fair. Uh, I like the music. Every time I see it with you, I usually like dancing around to the music. But if I'm not dancing around to the music, I usually kind of, my brain wanders off. Sure. Uh, so I could do without it. Also, thumbs down for not bringing it back to Halloween Horror Nights. Um, when, after the hurricane. There was some technical issues that they couldn't get figured out, I guess. But it was like for like weeks. Three, three, three or four weeks. Because I wanted to give it another shot. And I was like, fine, I won't. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so strong tragical for me for that one, just because... Um, it's really hard for me to get through the show, and they're always they always feel really long. That's fair. That's so fair. it's about fifteen to twenty minutes, like a, a normal length of a fireworks show. But um, totally understand why you feel that way because I do sort of feel that way as well. But I love the visuals and the music and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I also feel like usually by the time we are doing that, my feet hurt, and I'm standing there, and people are like, it's always the last minute guests that are like bumping into you sure. and like you know. We, every like fireworks at Magic Kingdom. It is, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, last time I was there, I had a lady who was trying to live stream to like two people. She put her arm on my shoulder <laughs> so she could do it. That's obnoxious. And I like turned around and I was like... Can you not? And this was like during COVID. So I was like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what you've heard because this is not cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's going to be our last one. We are going to give an honorable mention to the Preview Center. Um, What's the Preview Center, Danny? So the Preview Center is actually a building where you can go and sign up to either try a product, watch a show, watch a movie, and they'll compensate you. Now, you can do that for uh, once every three months, so once every 90 days, we actually got to watch a TV show. Yes, and we did sign an NDA, so we legally cannot talk about what that TV show was. Yes, but we each got $30 in gift cards, so together we got $60, so I think maybe we'll use it for something here. Maybe we'll use it for food or you know something cool, but regardless, that's not out of our pockets. Yeah. 
we got to watch a quick TV show. And we spent probably, what, 35 minutes or so in there? Because the show was so. about 21 minutes. So then answering the survey questions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Prior to that, I think it probably took us about 35 minutes. Yeah. Now, if you're going to do this, be prepared to answer some questions that seem kind of silly. But they're taking uh, all of these answers and trying to use them to figure out how to make these shows, products, movies the most successful. Mm -hmm. And so it was really, really cool to be a part of that. And so I highly recommend that. Um, do you, I don't know if it's really magical or tragical. It's just more of just like something we wanted to mention on the Universal Studios Florida side. Um, the preview center, like Danny was saying, it, it is an opportunity to preview a show or a movie or something that they have going on. A lot of times they are looking for a, for a specific type of audience. So there is actually like a pre-screening that happens outside. So say, um, you know, maybe if you're if you're going for like, this is the most general thing that I can think of. But say you're like you're going for a cowboy movie and you want just people from Texas. You know, that's what you're going to, they're going to ask you where you're from, how old are you, blah, 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 blah. And if you aren't from texas or what they're looking for they're gonna say not this time you know where you're not part of the the viewership group that we're looking for type of thing yeah so they're gonna be looking for different ages demographics yeah. where you live are you in this country are you out of this country right. they only take a certain amount of florida residents because Correct. obviously there's going to be probably more of those they than need a larger um like pool variety. to pull from yeah yeah uh but being able to sit down in the AC and like get a couple free gift cards and see something that yeah. nobody's seen before was really cool. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't think we're going to say it's magical or tragical. Um, because I think it, we want to tell you about, I also think it can depend on like what you experience, what you get, in there yeah. <laughs> whether um, it's magical or tragical. One other really cool thing that we got to do in there too, is that while you're watching, I don't know if you guys watch jeopardy at all, there's these little like trigger stick things that you have in your hand when you play Jeopardy. But when you're watching this show, you actually have a trigger that has a little red button and a trigger that has a, a green button. And they want you to, while you're watching the show, is to hit the red button when you're like not enjoying what you're seeing and hit the green button when you're enjoying what you're seeing. And then there's actually on the computer, there's a space bar that says tune out. So like on the keyboard, there's a space bar. And so when you decide if you were to tune out and this does not end the experience it just tells them when you've officially been like nah i'm, I'm good i'll like change you, the channel like if you just start like thinking about other things yeah you hit the space bar and hit tune out and then they can that registers on their end so they can figure out who liked it who didn't like it when did they tune out when did most people find it great when did most people find it boring you know it's really really cool technology how they um, it's also very are, are, simple are technology are previewing these shows and you know, getting them in front of eyes prior to them ever stepping foot on television if ever yeah so in, i don't know if you ever did this but when we were kids um our parents used to bring us uh to this place called galloway research in yeah. san antonio yep. and basically they'd be like would you like to try cookies little girl and <laughs> and you'd be like yeah i'm gonna try cookies and or like you know they'd let you play with Hi, toys my name is <laughs> basically <laughs> so they do all these things but you'd get like different 
I don't know what kind of compensation it was, but I remember sometimes if it was toys, you'd get, to, some cookies. you'd get to like bring home toys. Sure. And as a kid, it was like hitting the lottery. Free stuff. Oh. Yeah. And even as an adult, I was, I, I signed up for it and I went and did a couple things and yeah. got money and I was like, gas money. That's awesome. Um, so this kind of gives me that vibe yeah. and I love that. I think it's so much fun and I don't have to have anybody like take my blood or anything. <laughs> like. Right. Right. No collateral. <laughs> yeah we're we're good yeah so no like test studies like you know like things like that so that's more my speed but again shout out to the preview center again it's not always open so anytime you go past you see people outside yeah walk by or just walk up to the building and just peek in and see like is anything happening because you might get a chance to just earn something fun and cool and they'll let you know what your compensation will be if you do it once you qualify because it doesn't it even though we did the $30 gift cards it could be more it could be less it could be some it's been 100 it could be swag we don't know but check it out why not yeah enjoy it and enjoy the free ac because during the summer it's hot Uh (laughs) so that's going to kind of do it here for our magical or tragical episode for universal studios florida real quick before we end this episode we're going to run back down our entire list and let you know uh, whether Danny or I voted magical or tragical. Let's start with Despicable Bee Minion Mayhem. I was a magical there. Magical. And Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. I was a tragical. Tragical for me. Transformers The Ride 3D. I was a tragical. And I was magical. Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. I was a magical. And I was also a magical. Uh, Revenge of the Mummy. I was magical. I was magical as well. Fast and the Furious Supercharged. <laughs> tragical. I was tragical as well. Uh, Hogwarts Express. I was tragical. I was tragical as well. Uh, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. I was tragical. And I was tragical as well. Uh, Men in Black Alien Attack. I was magical. I was also magical. Simpsons Ride. Tragical. I was magical. King and Kodo's Twirl and Hurl. I was tragical. I was also tragical. And then the last one. E.T. Adventure. I was magical. And I was magical as well. And then the shows, Universal Orlando's Horror Makeup Show. I was magical. I was tragical. The Bourne Stuntacular. I was magical. I was magical as well. Animal Actors on Location. I was magical. And I was tragical. (laughs) Universal Cinematic Celebration. I was tragical. And I was magical. And that, uh, you know, that final nod to the preview center, even though it wasn't magical or tragical, just a good time. It was pretty magical. Yeah. Uh, now, we, uh, we're we so glad we got to do this one again. This was really fun for us to do. We did get to hang out with a wonderful group of crafters the other day yeah. at universal and that was one of the reasons we decided to do this episode because we got to hang out we actually didn't ride any rides uh we have had the honor of hanging out with the family of ali um ali allison goad allison goad uh who was tragically killed by a drunk driver and her family is getting the word out to not drink and drive and to tell her story and, uh, you know, just to, to visit the place that she loved the most. And we got to hang out with her and all of this, um, these amazing people. And one of the things that they do is they paint rocks and hide them. 
And we got to participate in that a little bit and just get really get to know that group. So thank you guys so much for opening us, like just being so welcoming and uh, bringing us into your group. We're very excited to work with you and to bring our listeners if you're listening we're going to be bringing you so much more information about this because there's actually an entire underground world of crafters of high people who hide things um and uh the message and mission of alley rocks 405 is really really important if you're listening take a second head over to alley rocks 405 on facebook and give them a follow Help them to grow. And again, we're going to be bringing you so much more information. But again, thank you so much for welcoming us that day and letting us hang out with you. Uh, It was an honor to be able to do that that day. Yeah. Alley Rocks 405 on Facebook. Go ahead and follow and like that page. Alley Rocks 405. Um, An amazing group of insanely talented people who do the most amazing drawings and paintings on rocks that you'll ever see the talent that is in that group just blows me away every time i see um anything from you know some sort of harry potter uh, rock to anything universal related it is just stunning how cool these little pieces are that you can actually find in the parks so go ahead and like alley rocks 405 Follow them on Facebook and shout out to the entire Goad family and all their extended family and friends who took us in one night at Universal and we had the best time with them. Amazing story. Check out Ali Rocks 405. You can check out Ali's story um, and some other stories from uh, from friends of theirs as well who have sadly experienced um, either the same thing or a similar thing to what happened to poor Allie, who should definitely still be with us to this day right now. Um, so shout out to, again, Allie Rocks 405, the Goad family, and to everyone who was so amazingly welcoming to us that as, night. As well as Unfathom Miracles. Yes, uh, yes. If you are looking for ways to support by just a quick like, uh, another insane story, by the way. Yeah. Unfathomed Miracles on Facebook. We're going to be bringing you more of this because one thing that we believe is that with our platform that and the power of the Park Hopper community is you guys can do a lot and we want to, you know, bring you things that are real and, you know, happening in real life. And, you know, right now it's a little bit of a slower season um, in the in the parks. Uh, Disney is winding down their 50th anniversary. And honestly, I feel inspired to be painting rocks until it starts. You're doing an incredible job. (laughs) Until it starts getting busy again, because I really look forward to being able to go out there and, you know, participate in hides at uh, there and at Disney and other places and just, you know, be part of this movement and be part of the crafting community. But I'm, I feel really lucky to have met everybody that we have so far for sure and you should go to alley rocks 405 just to look at the some of the rocks that danny painted (laughs) Um, we posted a couple of hides in there the night that we were with um the goads and all their friends Uh, and it was really cool to see danny kind of stretch her um creative (laughs) side i guess and She'll she'll talk it down all day, but I'm out here to hype up them <laughs> drawings. They were 
really good and really cool and way better than anything I could ever do. So um, really proud of her for uh, for showing off her artistic ability um, to the world through <laughs> Ally Rocks 405 um, on Facebook. Well, so. I'm, I'm grateful to be able to thank you, by the of course, way. yeah. Um, I will get better, <laughs> you, first you're off. You're already really good. But um, it, I, I really love the opportunity to, you know, take that time and, you know, scratch my creative itch to be able to put something into such an important message and mission. Yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to bringing you guys a more in-depth look at everything that's going on. And so you guys can really get an idea because it's very overwhelming how big this community is. And we're excited to bring you in with us. But with that being said, uh, make sure you follow us on all forms of social media. If you wanted to watch this video today and did not get a chance to, make sure that you go to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Every, everyone who is supporting us helps us to reach our goals and our dreams. So thank you if you're watching. Um, also, if there's anywhere that you're not following us on any of our social media platforms, make sure you head over there and do that as well. And until next time, we'll see you around the parks. <laughs> I didn't know you were throwing it to me. <laughs> until next time, we'll see you around the parks. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, shout out to all you guys out there in Park Hopper Land. We love you. Thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show. Visit youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.